You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Mark. everybody and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 319. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend. He, well, he had to work. And we also can't bring the awesome. So we have to go to the master of the dual screens. He's Mr. Stephen Fontana. Hey, hey, third best is better than nothing. How's it, do- <laughs> how's it going, everybody? Hello. Hi. All right. And we have a blast from the past. If you were... Our fan of the show from the old SG days. We've had him on several times. It's always a delight to have him here. It's Mr. Pac-Man Polar Bear. What's going on, everybody? Hello from Canada. <laughs> you know, I was going to introduce you this, the, to the man that said... the. I was going to introduce you as the man that says uh, he always wants you to stay frosty, but I didn't want to steal your catchphrase. <laughs> it's It's funny. I mean, I've been podcasting for 10 years. And if I don't say what's going on, everybody, and stay frosty at the end of the show, or catch you on the flip side, people actually think it's bad luck, and like, and, and like, give me grief. They're like, you didn't say it at the end of the show, and then my dog died, or I got hit by a car, and I'm like, oh damn, you can't blame that. Wow. On yeah. All right. Well, the, you know, it's funny because every time I play a game, like, uh, and I see somebody say "stay frosty," I immediately think of you. I'm like, I wonder if that's where he got it from. Yeah, and it's and there's and there's no great story to behind that. When we did our first show, we needed something. We were all about having like touchstones for the show that people could remember and and bring to them to the next show. And we were all thinking about something to say at the end. And I think I had just played call, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare or something. I, I think it was one of the Call of Duties where one of the the characters said uh, "Stay Frosty," which is pretty common in a lot of military shooters. So that's what I used. All right, uh, now. To give, because uh, Stephen, uh, unfortunately, wasn't around during the SG days. He wasn't aware of Sarcastic Gamer. Uh, Pac-Man, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, because it, it's still a funny story, and I love when you tell it. Can you run us down the the time you were playing Pat Upon at work, and the guy tried to break in? Oh, man, I'm going to have to try to remember this story the right way. It's bit, I mean, that's a long time ago. Um, so, oh, God, I want to say nine years ago 10 years ago something like that um base basically uh uh uh, i had i had all the paperwork to to work as a security guard um but i rarely actually did um a friend of mine was a security guard uh downtown basically guarding an empty building um it had just been renovated there was i think there's only maybe two uh businesses in the whole building and he was night shift um, basically just because there was, there was, you know, construction stuff and everything else that people could come in and steal and he couldn't work. He had to, he, he had to go, I can't remember if he was sick or his girl was pregnant or something. Anyway, calls me in. He's like, you know, can you, can you cover my shift for the, you know, the, the, you know, you know, the, the late night shift here at this building. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, you know, it's no problem. I'll go in. And it's basically just, you know, you sit at the front desk you do you do your your you know two or three runs through the building with a flashlight you know just to make sure there's no one in the building and, the, and but basically you're just sitting there right at the front desk and I, and I think Patapon one or two had just come out uh, for the PlayStation Portable 
And so I'm sitting there, I'm, you know, playing some Patapon. I love Patapon. I think it's the best rhythm game ever made. Anyway, and, and it's and it's the middle of the night, right? Downtown. There's no one. And hear hear this you know you know when you're you're it's the middle of the night and you can hear that car burn out somewhere in the distance. It's pretty pretty common to hear in the middle of the night. I heard that and then I heard it again. And then this and then you see this car just like barrel past the front the you know the 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 uh the front glass in the front of the building. And you hear this loud, like crazy super smash that sounded like a bomb went off. And it was this dude. God, I can't remember what kind of car it was. Um, but this dude had basically driven his car into, I think it was a convenience store or like a little tiny grocery store or something like that. And there was no one in it. I mean, it was the middle of the night. And like he was just, you know, not doing okay. But he wasn't, he wasn't like hurt or anything, but he was like, clearly drunk god i'm trying to remember the story the right way um and i think initially he bailed or something like that anyway the cops cops show up right and at this point i'm outside and i'm sort of standing in front of the store because my first reaction was someone could be really hurt right if there was anyone if there was anyone in the car or anyone in the store that was a is a pretty big accident Someone could be hurt, so I'm trying to be, do the right thing. I got my—I think I had my cell phone out or something like that. Uh, didn't even have time to call the cops, and cops show up, and I—I th- I think I think what happened was the dude had booked, and the cops are like, "Yo, what the fuck? Did you just drive this car into this thing?" And they start initially blaming me, right? <laughs> and and I, and I'm like, "Holy shit, yo! Like I—I I don't even own a car right now. Like it's—it's it's not me." You do the breathalyzer. This guy was a drunk driver. I'm I'm hard rock sober. There's no dust or anything on me. I wasn't in this accident. And uh, I think the drunk guy came back to the car to get like his wallet or something like that. And it was <laughs> and, and, and at, at which point it was clearly this guy who drove the car into this into this store, right? And anyway, um, but the cops. I guess there's there. I guess there's a sort of. Uh, checklist of things they have to do when there's an accident and you're the sole witness you know like they take your information they ask you know what did you hear what did you see what or whatever and this is in canada right is in canada yeah okay yeah because over here the checklist is just throw you in handcuffs oh yeah but i mean (laughs) i mean i live in brooklyn i mean initially they were they were like they were doing the we're gonna arrest your ass and you're gonna hit the concrete move towards me right before that drunk guy came back uh. And, and uh, uh, anyway, so so I basically ended up sitting on the curb, right? You know, I call my call my boss at work and saying like, I'm I'm if you call the front desk, I'm actually across the street. There was an accident across the street. I'm talking to the police officers, let them know what's going on. But basically, I ended up sitting there for a long time. Like I want to say like hours, but it was probably maybe forty minutes, right? Sitting on the, sitting on the curb. And at this point, the the drunk guy is in handcuffs. He's in the back of the squad car, and the squad car's got the back in the back of the squad car, and the squad car window's down about halfway, say, right? And I've answered all their questions. They're just sort of waiting for for a go ahead to clear the scene, and they're waiting for, um, I guess, more people to come uh, from the city and and a bunch of other things. So I'm just sitting on the curb. So I'm playing Patapon. And if you ever played <laughs> Patapon, it's got a really catchy tune. It's like. You know, like it's really catchy. And in the middle of the yeah, exactly. In the middle of the night, where there's no ambient sound whatsoever, just you're just in between giant concrete skyscrapers. It rings out clear as a bell, right? 
<laughs> and the fucking drunk guy starts singing along. <laughs> like, and like pretty well for a drunk guy. You know, if you ever tried drunk guy, try to try to, you know, do karaoke. It's usually not that great. But he's, but it, but it's such a repetitive beat that eventually, you know, he was like, fever. <laughs> so I'm playing Patapon. This drunk guy is going around, going down with me. And to, to make a long story short, when they finally get all said and done, and the cops get back in the car, I think this is what how it went down. The cops were singing along with it too, because it was just so, <laughs> it was just it was just so so it was it was super surreal. Like you know, just this big accident. And this drunk guy, I and mean, this drunk guy's probably you know, God, I hope he lost his license or or something. And but there's just the fact that he was singing along with me for a long time too. It was like I was out there playing for a good. 15 20 minutes and that's that drunk guy was singing along you know <laughs> at drunk guy vo- like voice level uh you know sound level for a good while and then if, when they finally get everything up and the cops are like you can go uh, and, and at this time other cops had showed up and other people had showed up to sort of take care of the scene these cops are going to take the, take this guy and book him or whatever um or maybe or maybe it was maybe he had switched to a different car and it was a different set of cops anyway but there was cops there who had heard him singing heard me playing they put him in the car, and they're and you know the whole lot of us are basically singing "Pat Upon" to each other as as the night ends. <laughs> it was super friggin' bizarre, man. I love that story because <laughs> I, I, all I can picture is the drunk guy singing "Pat Upon." Yeah, I mean, it's just, not, I mean, it's probably not worried about his car, not worried about the 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 supermarket, not worried about being arrested. He's in there singing "Pat Upon." Yeah, oh man, it was just it it was it was it was a crazy crazy night. And, it was, and, I, and and the and the last time I ever I ever worked security. <laughs> <laughs> when I played Pat upon, I used to get it like I used to hear it in my in, in complete silence, like almost like when I used to play uh, Game Boy. For some reason, whenever I played Pokemon on Game Boy, like I would hear it just in complete silence. I would just keep hearing the song, dun, 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 and I'm like, oh my god, get out of my head. And the same thing happened with Patapon. I was just like, Pata, Pata, Patapon, Patapon. I've never Pata, actually Pata. played that game. Oh my god, Tricky! Don't, don't, don't do it, man. You'll, you'll get sucked right in. It's yeah, really. I heard good. it's. A, I heard it's an easy plat now that they remastered it. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I, see, the thing is, is I'm such a fan of the handheld version that I haven't, and, and I haven't had the, the the money to just sort of drop on anything. But I'm gonna pick it up. But I've I've heard that when it initially came out, uh, the timing was off with the button presses. So well, yeah, I heard that too. Um, but apparently, apparently that's been that's been patched. Um, yeah, but, uh, if, if you had a 4K TV, it was a little a little messed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the one thing I did hear, well, the only trophy that I heard on the remastered version, which is a pain in the ass to get, is you have to drop down to uh, you have to get the the enemy down to like five percent and then die. Yeah, you have to let it kill you. Yeah. Oh man, you you have to like almost kill the enemy, but it has to be five percent. And like I I've never actually played Padavan, so I don't know. But from what I hear is like there's actually no like boss health meter, so you have to like kind of judge it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's ways to do it. The thing the thing about that would make it really hard is by the time you're at the, by by the time you're at the boss or uh, any of the bosses, it's it's like uh it's a momentum game, right? So it's really right. hard to keep keeping your head mentally when to stop because the whole because because <laughs> the whole rest of the time you're all you're thinking about is maintain momentum, maintain your button presses, keep your time and keep your team keep like I mean I could see so many people accidentally killing them 
just just because they could they they, they couldn't stop their momentum of button presses. Like it it must be infuriating. And the and the games, you know, depending which one you're playing. I think a lot of people think two is the best. I I I I I would say it's probably the best. Um, but they're not easy. I mean, it's a rhythm game, but this isn't you know, uh, you know, some throwaway title. Like it can get really tough. All right, let's let's get into the show proper. Let's do our updated trophy count. I am level thirty three. Total trophies of eight thousand three hundred twenty two with seventy seven platinums. Alex is level 29, total trophies of 6,275 with 92 platinums in 91 games. Yield is level 25, total trophies of 4,781 with 71 platinums. Steve? Hi, I'm level 14, and I got myself four platinums this... uh, Four platinums, four trophies. Four platinums. Four trophies. Four whole (laughs) trophies this week. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Uh, one thousand seven hundred and forty-four trophies and my four platinums. Climbing I was gonna up. say you, du- you. I was gonna say you doubled your plats in one week. Yeah, no, hell no. <laughs> Sid is level twenty-six. Total trophies of five thousand four hundred twenty-two with sixty-seven platinums. And Pac-Man, uh, what are you at, buddy? I'm um, right now. I'm at level eighteen. I got uh, three thousand three hundred seventeen trophies, which is which isn't bad. The number of trophies isn't bad. That's but that's about half or a little, uh, you know, sixty seventy percent of what a lot of the other guys have. However, it's the platinums that really are the shining point. I only got ten, but well, I recently got a couple of them pretty close together so that I'm pretty impressed with because they were hard to get. Well, just so you know, because a lot of guests come on here and they feel inadequate because of the trophy count. I want to let you know that your level total trophy count and plat count. Or all higher than Steve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I got the trophy for uh, Final Fantasy XV. And that was... That was that, that took that took some time. How, was, how, was, how long did you fight on the turtle? What's that? How long was the turtle fight? Oh, God. It was... Uh, man, it was... A, it was a I mean, I was pretty maxed out. But I, I gotta say, like, an hour or something? Maybe longer than that? Oh, oh, I I did it for six. Oh man, oh man. I I mean, I I went back. I think it was one of the last things I did. All right. So now that we did the trophy counts, let's get into what we're playing. Uh, Steven, let's start with you. What have you been playing, sir? Sure, man. Um, so I am playing uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I got back into that. I just threw that in randomly after I got ridiculously frustrated with Pillars of Eternity. Um, I just decided to change gears entirely. Is that and, where you got your four trophies at? Um, no, actually, I got two in that. I think maybe three. Um, and then I also played on my Vita. I played um, Steam World Dig, the first one, not 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 the sequel that just came out. But I threw in the original because I hadn't played it and I wanted to see what the fuss was about. And that's actually really good. So I'm having fun with that one. But yes, I got my four trophies: one in Steam World Dig and three in in Tomb Raider. All right, Pac Man. Um, I think like a lot of the world right now, I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2, um, aka Destiny 1.5, the game we did right. <laughs> um, I, so, I mean, with Destiny, uh, I mean, the, the the trophies in Destiny 2 are actually pretty easy to, to get. There's nothing really hard. I'm only one trophy away from, from the Platinum in, in Destiny 2. God uh, bless you. Um, so, that's, so that's pretty good. I've been playing that a lot. I just recently finished... Uh, 
uh, uh, Uncharted. Uh, was it was Uncharted Lost Legacy? Lost mm-hmm. Legacy, yeah. Um, so I got the platinum in that, and I've been playing through all of the Yakuza series. So starting with Yakuza Zero, which is a uh, you know the prequel, and then uh, hopefully have that done for for the remake of Yakuza One that's coming up pretty soon, and, and then going through the whole series. Um, and I recently renovate, uh, uh, refurbished my PS3 and my PSP and my PS Vita. So I've been I've been going through my back catalog of stuff that I never really played to completion back in the day. Um, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. You know, Destiny and Uncharted, the Yakuza games, um, and then a bunch of bunch of PC stuff I'm reviewing for the website. Yeah, I gotta go back. I like I'm almost to the platinum in Lost Legacy. I gotta, I just gotta do like the what I call the ridiculous trophies. Like, uh, you gotta hit somebody with a car, kill somebody with a handgun, kill somebody with a long gun, and throw the grenade all in twenty seconds. Oh yeah, there's a I can't remember what the name of the video is, but there's a really great guide. It's actually it's actually not yeah, as hard as it sounds. Power PYX? I think so. Yeah, he's he's really good. Like I I've watched it. I like it's also I gotta get the one where you gotta kill the the four guys with the car within twenty seconds. Yeah. And it just it, it just turns out every time I reset the, the checkpoint, the fourth guy is not standing where he's supposed to be standing. Yeah. So I can't get to him. Like the I've gotten the hard one. I got the one from going from start to finish, or start to the fifth chapter without firing a gun. Um, but I think one of the trophies glitched on me because there was actually, uh, you, you'll remember this because there was one section in chapter four, which I'm not going to spoil, uh, but you have to go from the start of the temple to the door without being detected. Yeah, yeah. I did that. Now, now check this out. I, I started the temple, got all the way to the door. The trophy didn't pop. Oh. So I said, okay, screw it. I turned around, hid behind the wall, and I said, I'm going to go for the trophy for killing uh, five people with the silence pistol. Yeah. Did that. And then... I did, I wasn't sure that I got headshots, so I just kept going. So I wound up killing all the enemies with like the I got the trophy for the ten headshots in a row, yeah, or the fifteen headshots in a row. But the trophy for killing her, killing five headshots with the silence pistol didn't pop. Did all that, turned around, went to the door, and then the trophy popped for getting to the door without being detected. <laughs> yeah. So like I got those I got those two trophies totally out of order. But the one in the middle, I didn't get. Oh, that's ridiculous! That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I really, I really enjoyed that Uncharted. I mean, that's in the in the age of microtransactions and mini pieces of DLC. Like DLC is almost so it's so rarely actually worth it. Like season passes and stuff. But that that expansion pack was, was so was, was so worth it. As, and it was one of the it was probably one of the last games where I bought the season pass right when the game came out because they, they it, with Uncharted four. They actually pulled their season pass off the storefront once they realized that Lost Legacy was going to be so big. And then they put up a new sort of smaller season pass pack. So if you bought the season pass for Uncharted 4 right at the beginning, you actually saved, I think, $15 off the price of yes, Lost Legacy when it finally came out. Um, so I was, I was super, super pleased with that. Yeah, I'm 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 very happy with Lost Legacy. But I'm actually waiting to go get that Platinum uh, until Extra Life because... Uh, when when I do my twenty four hour stream, I'm gonna pop the platinum for Lost Legacy, 
uh, Saints Row, uh, Get Out of Hell, Saints Row 4, and Horizon all on the same day. Nice. Yeah, Horizon is another one, another one I really enjoyed platinuming. So, yeah, uh, my problem with the Horizon right now is I the only two trophies, uh, well, the only three trophies I got left, which one of them will just come uh, when I do it, is I got to do the, the trials. Yeah. And some of the some of the trials are just ridiculously like complicated. Yeah. Well, the thing about the trials is it's uh, it's way easier to do it at the end once you've done everything else in the game and you've got all the extra abilities and everything because right. I because I I did it the frustrating way. I did them in order of you know I came the, you know came across the trial and I stayed there for an hour or two just trying to get it at the low levels, um, which is just a pain in the. But oh, it was yeah. it was just it was just aggravation for no reason whatsoever. It's it's just like going after some of the uh, 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 the medals and stuff like that in Battlefield One. Because um, I I went hard Battlefield One this summer. You know, I went from like level thirty something to level hundred in in like a month and a half, and it's just like what? Yeah. Yeah, I went I went crazy hard. Like, you know, I got all the medals, all my ribbons, all my codex entries, you know, like but then but then, you know, Destiny the the newest expansion for Battlefield dropped and then a week later Destiny 2 dropped. So, you know, I you know, Battlefield 1's probably Battlefield's the game I play when there's a dearth of big big games to play for me. Yeah. All right, but this this week uh I was playing Rigs uh, in the PlayStation VR yeah. Uh, uh, and even though I have the platinum for it, right? I really love the game. I'm playing Infamous Second Son again. That's all I've really been playing all week. I, I gotta pl- get back in the Ocean Horn. I plan on jumping back into uh in, into doing First Light, inf- Infamous First Light. I'm yeah. gonna do that after I finish Tomb Raider. That's yeah, kind of my you get the, roadmap. Did you get the platinum in Second Son? No. No. So we'll get the platinum second son then do for yeah, Man, I, I actually need to go back and get the platinum in second son because I'm I'm really close. And they gave and they gave out first light for free to the PlayStation yep. Plus. Yep. And, yeah. and I think Second Son eventually came out for PlayStation Plus at some point too, didn't it? They bo- they both came out. Yeah, yeah, they both came out, yeah. Yeah, so I mean I mean that's that's a really, really great game. I mean that's a triple A blockbuster that you can play if you just for having PlayStation Plus subscription. Um I'm looking to play uh uh Project Cars two just dropped and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reviewing Divinity Original Sin 2 on the PC. It's eventually going to come to the consoles, but it, but that's a game that takes a hundred hours plus to finish. Yeah. And I don't, and I won't review a game if I haven't finished it, if it's a game that you can finish. So I don't know if I'll actually do the official review for, for Project Cars 2, but I, I'd like to, um, because my, one of my buddies lives in my building has a VR headset and I want to, I want to do the review that covers playing Project Cars 2 you know, as a standalone game. And then I want to have a little sub review of what it's like in VR because I'm not sold on VR, but the VR modes for racing games and flight Sims are incredible. And in project cars too, if you've got, if you've got a racing wheel and pedals and the VR headset and a good rig, it's crazy. Uh, all right. So let's get into our topics of the week. Yes. Uh, uh, this week, I mean, a lot of these are pass through topics, uh, the first one we have, uh, again, I'd like to say, uh, I'm very proud to announce that every piece of news that's coming off the agenda this week is reported on provinggamer.com. It's not many times we were able to say that, but we had a very good, uh, news week this week and all the stories that we're about to talk about can all be found on provinggamer.com. 
Uh, the first bit of news that we have is Rockstar has teasing a Red Dead Redemption 2 news coming next week. In a post on Twitter, Rockstar Games has informed the world that the new information from the new Red Dead Redemption series is coming next week. The, t- the tweet is simply text reading Thursday, September 28th at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the classic red background. However, coming from Rockstar, that is enough to set the world on fire. The tweet does not give any information about what is coming. But luckily, we don't have to wait long. You nice. guys interested in more Red Dead Redemption? Oh man, I'm I'm super jazzed, and you know the internet's a rumor rumor milled filled place. But I think I mean you know we've all been po- I mean I've been podcasting for a decade. You guys have been co- podcasting for all, close to a decade too. You know you, you eventually know people go on to work for game companies, and I think one of the the really interesting things I'm hearing about Red Redemption beyond the single player, which Red Dead Redemption single player story was incredible. Um is the fact that there's going to be some new version of GTA Online for Red Dead Redemption. So there's going to be a large open game world to play with your friends multiplayer. Um, and doing that in the Wild West would be incredible. You know, as long as long as they have a better matchmaking system than GTA Online had, because that's probably one of the worst matchmaking systems in any big budget game of all time. Like I hate GTA Online's multi uh, matchmaking, but the multiplayer setup playing in playing in the old West with like sixty other dudes running around on horses, robbing banks, robbing trains, racing that's horses, insane. going hunting with the boys. I mean, that sounds insane. And and Rockstar spends you know more you know, per game than almost any other company in the world. Like their production values are nuts. I can't, I can't wait as long as it's a, a real teaser. If it's just, if it's just artwork, I hate, I hate when companies like tease <laughs> with like, you know, with, with, with PNG files of, of like artwork from like six months into development. Like that's, that's not a tease. That's just, I could see the same level of artwork teasing on just going to someone's DeviantArt page. Like I, I hope they show like, even if it's just like 40 seconds of, cinematics or in-game footage i'd be like yo i'm sold yeah or like one of those like war never changes things from fallout 3 yeah like just yeah. just a little opening like that a little slow crawl yeah just like panning just, of the camera just or whatever jazz jazz us up because people don't realize because it was re-released so many times but gta 5 came out in 2013 yeah, it's actually it's been a hot minute it actually just uh crossed the threshold to become the best-selling game of all time man yeah yeah, it's crazy. I'm uh, I'm jazz though. Speaking of another uh, popular game, uh, according we found out at TGS that Final Fantasy IX is coming to the PlayStation Four. The problem is they didn't tell us when, and that when was now. It actually <laughs> released the same day. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the game, which originally released in 2000, has received the following updates on the PlayStation Four: high definition mo- movies and character models. Auto save functionality, seven optional boot- booster features, including high speed mode, no encounter mode, master all abilities booster, which allows the players to automatically master equipped weapons and gear, features to maximize character levels, magic, stone counts, and gill, and PlayStation 4 trophy support, which has share functionality and remote play with the PlayStation Vita handheld. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Game- I- I- I'm happy, man. Yeah. The game is now available for the price of $16.79. But unfortunately, by the time you hear this, if you have not purchased it already, it's going to go up to the price of $20.99. Yeah. Their pricing models are so confusing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, their pricing... I mean, the thing is, is like, Final Fantasy always sells. 
Like it always sells. Every time they re-release it, it sells. Because I have all the place, almost all the Final Fantasy games on the PlayStation Network that you can buy for all the different systems, and then have all of the ones that were were released on the Steam Store on PC. Because this, because this version, uh, this final version of Final Fantasy Nine is just the PC version ported over to the PlayStation Four with trophy support. That's and, well, and the ability well, to work on remote play on the Vita. Um, my only problem with with Nine being released now is that if you go into the PlayStation Store right now. There's two versions of Final Fantasy IX in the store, and if you don't look closely to see that one's the the PS3 Vita version and the other one's PS4, you might actually buy the wrong version. I think yeah. they should have gave this the Final Fantasy IX remastered or something to distinguish the two. Yeah, I mean, see, I'm I'm uh, the only one I, the only one I've been picked up recently is uh, I think like just over Christmas or maybe just before Christmas they released twelve finally. Right. Um, and that's that's the only one that I haven't repurchased yet, just because, uh, you know, I've been counting pennies like, you know, this past Christmas, I built a new PC and I've got, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you don't don't ever buy things you don't need on credit. Uh, <laughs> that's very true. Right, correct. You know, you know, like <laughs> that's you can, life you, advice right there. <laughs> you, you can live without video games and stuff like that. And when you're buying things you don't need on your credit card, man, you're 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 in for trouble. So, I mean, that's one of the things I'm saving up money for. Are you saving any money for the Shadow of the Colossus remake? Oh man, that's that's a day one. Because like, I mean, I mean, we're both old enough to remember when that game came out the first time, right? Yes, I am. Uh, um, and at the time, there was, I mean, that was one of the the uh, the benchmark titles because that was a PS2 game. I'm pretty sure, right? Yep, that uh, was a, that was like a almost like a swan song for PS2. Yeah, I mean, so so you know that you know Shadow of the Colossus and the God of War game. Were the, too, were, yeah. were, were the two games that sort of like this is the high water mark for PS2 and even after all this time it's still one of the you know it's a, it's sort of almost simplistic there's not there's not so much to that but it's so well made and 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 I gotta say their remaster looks really good if you want to see the remaster you can check that out on provinggamer.com they announced at TGS that it's going to be coming sometime in 2018 although no other information was given but yeah, if you watch the trailer, uh, it, you can see they're really putting uh, some work into this. Yeah, I'm I'm su- I'm super 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 jazz. All right, the other game that came out from TGS that we got a release date for, which is, I gotta admit is a game I'm not really interested in, but I, I everybody keeps telling me I should be, and that's Monster Hunter World. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tor- <laughs> during TGS. Uh, TGS Capcom announced Monster Hunter World will launch globally for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on January 26th. The PC release of the game will come at a later date. Pre-orders are now live for the game as well. And for the standard version of the game, they come with the Origins set armor and the Fair Wind Charm Talisman, an item which helped boost in the stats of the character. A digital deluxe edition and collector's edition of the game are also available. And you can see for the de- uh, d- digital deluxe, you're going to get a samurai set skin, three gestures, two sticker sets, plus extra face paint and hairstyle option for the hunter. And the PlayStation 4 version will include 14 themed PSN avatars. For the collector's edition, you're going to get the voucher for the additional customizer options from the digital deluxe edition, a 32-page hardcover art book, high-quality flagship monster statue, and a digital soundtrack code. Man, I'm... Man, I love. See, the thing is, Monster Hunter. If you've never been part of the Nintendo family, or if you never, because I mean, Monster Hunter 
ninety percent of the time has been a Nintendo only system. It it was it really only came into the PlayStation family on the handheld. So you know you could play it on the PSP, um, and you could play the PSP versions on your PlayStation Vita. So you could play like Monster Hunter Unite on your your PS Vita or your or your PlayStation Portable. Um, but if you've did never freedom, but, did Freedom come out for? Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, I, I mean, there, there's 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 three. English language versions of Monster Hunter that you could play in a PlayStation system, I think, and then there's. I don't remember which one I played. I I, just, I wasn't too into them. I, I, I the camera was very frustrating for me, especially on the small screen. Yeah, so I, I just didn't. I never yeah. got into them. Um, but I mean, there's there. I mean, there's ton. There's tons of Monster Hunter games, but most of them never came to the PlayStation family in English. Right? They were right. pretty. They're pretty much devoted to. Um, the 3DS and the the Wii U and the and the the Switch is eventually going to get. I think it's going to get a port of uh, uh, it's going to get Monster Hunter XX or something like that. But the fact that it's finally coming in in 4K on the big beefier systems on PS4 and Xbox One and PC, man, people don't know what they're missing. It's awesome. They're awesome games. You know they're not heavy on story. It's just it's it's just you versus giant monsters making armor from the giant monsters so you can kill more giant monsters. There's you know there's there's some collectible doing and you know some you know there's a little there's a little bit of grind, but it's really about you know basically boss fight after boss fight after boss fight and and the making making a singular boss fight in the game is hard. Making 20 30 more boss fights that all feel unique and don't feel cheap, and I'll have different mechanics, and I'll take different weapons to beat, and everything else, and you can do it co-op with your boys? Man. <laughs> I can't I can't wait to hunt monsters with my friends. It's gonna be off... Oh, it's gonna be wicked. Uh, I can't wait. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm laughing because... Pack, it's been a long time since I podcasted with you, and just listening to you talk, I could do that all day. Like, I don't even want to move on to the next topic right now. I just want to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if you like Monster Hunter, I got some more good news for you. Uh, we have the first DLC characters revealed for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, the game is currently out right now, and the first two characters, which was Sigma and Black Panther, which were previously announced, now have more people coming. The first one is Monster Hunter from Capcom, Winter Soldier from Marvel, Black Widow from Marvel, and Venom from Marvel. Nice. I'm not. Whatever. I. You know what? I. I. As far as Marvel vs. Capcom, I kind of fell out of the fighting game uh, market. But I know the biggest. Uh, uh, the biggest hindrance to this game is a lot of people were pissed off that the X Men didn't make it in. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks like garbage. It, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's you know the the visual style is is sort of a, an acquired taste. Yeah, I guess I, I shouldn't th- say it looks like garbage. It's just it, it's just very different it's a far departure and it doesn't quite yeah it, it still harkens back to the you know when it was an arcade title and, and everything else the, the other thing is licensing um hurts the game right because they have such a large you know roster of characters that are all that with characters that are all owned by different you know holders so you know x-men not being in there hurt because you know x-men was always a big part of that that series but the other thing is um I think I think for a lot of people, although I'm sure there's there's diehard fans, but for me, um, the 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 most recent one, we you know when you when you could see uh, what the DC side of the fighting game scene did, that was such a great game that 
I don't know. It's hard to go over to the Marvel side and and not expect that same sort of high quality bar. Um, but the, my, my big problem with fighting games is I had a really nice hoary uh, uh, fighting game stick, and I was carrying it up the stairs in my building, and they're all like you know s- s- you know concrete stairs with little don't steel. Tell me you dropped it. I I dropped it and it bounced like six stories down, just like just boom, Ooh, boom, no boom, and it just kept bouncing. And I'm like, stop bouncing! And it just it literally just exploded. maybe that's a good sign. Oh, the explosion! See, that's the problem. The bouncing oh, okay. is actually working to your favor because that means it's you know being held together. But yeah, the oh to be the to spontaneous be spontaneous combustion is no good. It was it was a well made piece of kit, but nothing can fall you know down that many stairs that are like granite with little steel lips on them. And like, mm. you know, after the sixth bounce, it, it, it busted open and then the next bounce, it landed right on the control board inside. And then I'm like, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's gone. I, Cause I, I just, you know, I get so hardcore into the things I like that I just can't play my fighting games with a controller. It just feels weird. I know there are people who can be really good with controllers, but I need, I need my fighting stick. I, I do. Otherwise I just, I'm just trash. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, we we did have another topic, but I'm actually going to combine it into our topic of the week this week because it's kind of goes hand in hand. So at this time, we're going to go to Sid for this week's Sophie's Trophy. Hey, guys, how you all doing? Sid here again with Sophie's Trophies, episode 12. Um, now, I'm going to do something a little different this week. Um, I've decided to do a segment within a segment. Um, I'll do it every few weeks as and when I earn trophies on the game I'm playing. Um, I'm going to call it Road to Platinum because I can't think of anything better to be honest. Um, So for this I've decided to play a game I've never played before um, and generally talk about the trophy roadmap I have uh, going through the game. Uh, The game in question is a a yield favourite. It's Mad Max. Um, An open world survival game Uh, where you play the role of Max, and uh, it involves a lot of driving around, um, you know, GTA-style driving, although there is car combat, which is very good. Um, The fighting system in the game is very reminiscent of the Arkham games, um, although I do feel in this game it is a bit better, uh, in that there seems to be more weight behind the punches. Um, So, before I get into it, I will say thank you very much to Dave, uh, my fr- my friend at work, who uh, basically pretty much suggested this section and how to do it, um, and lent me the game. So thanks, Dave. Now let's get into it, guys. Um, so far, I've only done the first act. Um, so I have earned a bronze trophy, a common trophy, 83.8%, which is everything lost again, complete act one. Um, I have... A few other small trophies, another common trophy, slight distraction, uh, which is complete the Dinky D Wasteland mission. Now, I'll try not to give too many spoilers away for people that haven't played the game, because I do suggest you play it. It is a very good game. Um, Golden Boy. It's a bronze trophy. Reach a new legend rank. Uh, What else have I got? Just give me a second, guys, and I will tell you. Uh, fresh air, drive the magnum opus off a wasteland jump. The magnum opus is your car, um, and it's basically just drive it off a jump. A very simple one to do, that is. Um, on the road to nowhere, a 92.4%, so very common. Bronze trophy again. 
uh, travel 1300 car lengths in a vehicle so yep self-explanatory just drive around um, and there's also a walking one uh, just walk away 88.2% common trophy travel 650 car lengths on foot um, so so far that is all the trophies I have now I have to say the game is really enjoyable the story of what there is to be honest not much of a story uh, basically Mad Max has got his car nicked and he's pissed off um, that's pretty much it there is a guy called Chum Bucket who helps you with your weapons and he is a great character he really is a good character think Quasimodo um, that kind of person um, okay guys so yeah that's it for this week and I will come back to this game uh, probably in about 3 or 4 weeks time uh, thanks for listening guys and I will talk to you soon. As always, get in touch with me, Sid, uh, at Proving Gamer on the email, Sidders1978 on the PSN, or at Sidney um, on Twitter, or through the Trophy Horse Facebook group. Okay, guys, thanks again for listening, and talk to you soon. Take care. Keep getting those trophies. All right, thank you, Sid, for that this week's Sophie's trophies. As uh, as he says every week, <coughs> excuse me. Hit him up. Uh, go email to Sid at provinggamer dot com and let him know what you guys want to t- him to talk about. Uh, I know that he always looks forward to uh, good emails and good suggestions. Uh, all right, so our topic of the week is going to be uh, it's going to be opinion versus you know. What's going on? Because uh, I know that Steven hasn't played Fortnite. Uh, Pac-Man, have you played uh, Fortnite or PUBG at all? Yeah, yeah, both. Okay, so you, you'll be able... I, I personally have not played PUBG, so you're going to have to be like the, the balance in all this. All right, the first one, uh, the way this topic is going to week uh, work is that uh, PUBG is a runaway success. It's actually broken the record for the most concurrent uh, players online at a time, beating Dota 2, which is just fucking insane. Yep, and Counter-Strike. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, we all knew that somebody somewhere was going to try to copy the uh, formula, and uh, while other games have done it, Fortnite is the first one to actually acknowledge the fact that they are basically copying it. And they came out with their version called Battle Royale, which is eerily similar to what PUBG does. You fly in, you parachute down. It's actually Uh, parody. Like, there are some parts of the map that are parody names of parts that are right. in PUBG as well. It's like they, they so, fully embrace the fact that they copied them. Well, yeah, and, and even in their advertising, they came out flat out and said, you know, this is PUBG, our version of PUBG. Uh, the only difference between Battle Royale and PUBG is that uh, Battle Royale is actually using the mechanics within Fortnite to build structures and whatnot. Uh, the first bit of news before we actually go into the whole conversation is that uh, while Fortnite was uh, d- did the Battle Royale, they had their beta. The beta was such a success that they have decided to fully launch it. That's coming on September 26th. 
Uh, so it'll be out by the time you hear this. And it's going free to play for everybody. Epic, who uh, was very vocal about the what they're doing is because a lot of people were saying that now that this version is going free to play, because all of Fortnite's going free to play eventually, uh, that people were saying that they bought the early access in to be able to play this. Uh, can they get their money back? And Epic has come out and said, yes, if you bought the game after this point solely to play Battle Royale, we you know contact us and we'll give you a refund for your money. I mean, they've gone you know full bore and taking all of this. But apparently that does not sit well with uh, the makers of PUBG, who came out publicly and said that they are considering action against uh, Fortnite. Uh, Now I'm going to read this. It's kind of lengthy a little bit, but just to give you guys an understanding of where PUBG is sitting. Uh, Again, this article can be found on ProvingGamer.com. While PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds isn't the inventor of the Battle Arena game mode, they have most certainly put it on the map. Recently, the first challenger to the game emerged when Epic Games announced that Fortnite Battle Arena, a game mode within Fortnite, would be released as a free-to-play game starting on September 26th. As a response, it looks like the PUBG developer Bluehole has some concerns about how closely Epic's game is following their model. Bluehole executive producer and vice president Chang Hang Kim issued the following statement earlier. Quote, We've had an ongoing relationship with Epic Games throughout PUBG's development as they are the creators of the Unreal Engine 4, uh, the engine we license for the game. After listening to the growing feedback from our community and reviewing the gameplay for ourselves, we are concerned that Fortnite may be replicating the experience of which PUBG is known for. We've also noticed that Epic Games refers... Uh, references PUBG in promotional of Fortnite to their community and communications within the press. This was never discussed with us, and we don't feel that's right. End quote. Uh, Kim later came back and said, quote, the PUBG community has and continues to provide evidence of many similarities as we contemplate further action. End quote. Yeah. The, the creator of PUBG, Brendan Green, has also got involved in these issues to follow a statement on Reddit. Quote, other companies will, of course, enter the marketplace and I would just hope that they put their own spin on the game mode and not just make a carbon copy, end quote. Although Fortnite may be the first game to take a crack at the Battle Arena game mode following the success of PUBG, they certainly won't be the last. It will be interesting to see where Bluehole takes this, not with just Fortnite, but other games going forward. So, Pac-Man, I'm going to start with you. You've played both. I don't know if you actually played board, the, the Battle Royale version, but where do you stand on this whole issue? Um, well, I mean, the thing is, it, it, there, the, the big, di- the big differentiator between the two is the fact that Fortnite has mechanics that PUBG doesn't, right? Um, there, there's, there's a, there's a building side to Fortnite that doesn't exist in, in this, in the same way in PUBG, right? Um, however, the thing that makes it really gross is that PUBG uses Epic's engine. They've been talking about what they're doing with their game with Epic for years, Right. So Epic had a sort of insider look on how they developed it and what they did and what they didn't. That that if if another if another company completely unattached wanted to make a battle royal game, that would be one thing. But Epic is basically had the ability to be in on the ground floor for all the major decision making going on behind PUBG and their development because they were using their engine and constantly talking to them. And that's allowed them to make a battle royal game that's way closer to PUBG than anyone else could do. 
And then they use the fact that, that PUBG used their engine and that they had a relationship with them to sell their own Battle Royale game. Now I don't I don't think you can you can they could, they'll be able to to sue saying you you copied our game and abused your assets but I I do think it's a kind of a despicable business practice to misuse your relationship with another company to then make a product to take that initial company down cuz that's what they're that's what they want to do they want a piece of the PUBG pie and they're using the fact that they had an insider track on how PUBG was made and how it was built to make their own thing and the fact they use PUBG's name to sell um you know their own product is slimy uh, i don't i don't know i don't know how well a legal battle would work but I know just in terms of being a good company and best business practices that it sounds kind of slimy to me. It well, sounds, it sounds like you're, uh, it sounds like you're adding motive though. It sounds like you're, you're kind of assuming that Epic had this motive to use those assets to make this thing. I mean, it could have been as simple as they say, Hey, these guys over here making this game, they're actually, this is actually a really cool idea. Why don't we play around with, you know, making something similar to that, you know, and we'll see what happens when they release theirs. If it takes off, we'll we'll release ours and, you know, see what happens. I, yeah, but but for them to be where they are with, with, with Fortnite to be where they are with their Battle Royale, this means that this has been on the books for a long time, you know? So they've, you know, you're talking, you're talking at least a year for them, and, and they waited basically until they announced... Battle Royale to let PUBG know, hey, we're going to make our own thing based based on your success and based on the work and based on the things you've told us. If they had said up front, when they, the first time they thought, hey, we should make a Battle Royale game, let's reach out to the, the PUBG guys know and let them know that we're doing this, that would be one thing. But PUBG didn't realize until they made the announcement, which is not cool. It's 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 not cool because they because because Epic knew there was going to be backlash and they waited till they, they they announced it to the public to let PUBG know what was going down, which means that there was times where the Epic guys knew they were going to make a battle royale game sitting across the table from the from the PUBG guys and didn't say a word to them. And that's that's not cool. See, what one of the things that I one of the arguments that I keep seeing on the Internet, which has some weight to it, is that. With Battle Royale, they're basically beating PUBG to the market because PUBG is still in the early access, and so is Fortnite. But they're releasing their own version of PUBG for free before PUBG can actually go full game. And you know, I, I see that's all that to me. That's a whole big thing because both games are still in early access. You can play both games. You you can pay to play both games right now. So, your argument that Fortnite is beating them to market, that doesn't hold weight to me. But that seems to be the major, major outcry, at least from what I've seen, is that Fortnite is beating them to market. Which, well, they I, have, I guess there's some weight to it. Well, I mean, Epic has a lot more money. Well, I mean, at one point they had a lot more money. PUBG has made a lot of cash really, 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 really quickly. But there's still a much smaller outfit than epic and their and all their you know their ancillary companies um it's like the thing is is like it's not a carbon copy i mean it, it's they're obviously going after the PUBG market um but there's enough there's enough in the fortnite build to differentiate itself between you know PUBG's version of of you know, PUBG versus the battle royale in in fortnite but just, it's just the way they went about it leaves a bad taste in my mouth and 
PUBG is so popular and their fans are so rabid. I, I mean, I mean, I'm going to say this right now. I don't think Fortnite's going to be the success that that Epic thinks it's going to be, even with Battle Royale or without Battle Royale. I just there just isn't as much hype going or going around about Fortnite as a lot of other big games in the in the pipeline, and I think this is their way of trying to up their their visibility and and bring in players and everything else. And I don't know how well it's 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 gonna work. Right, I mean, Steven, I I just I mean, you know, Mario Bro- Super Mario comes out and it's a side scroller it's a platformer and where you jump on enemies and there's been you know probably 15,000 games that copied that in its time and probably 300 of them on on Nintendo platform and you know on, on Nintendo systems i just think that 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 argument which is not the argument you were making but that argument that i've heard from people is just throw it in the trash now the other thing is there's a lot of conjecture here there's a lot of uh, of what what the rumors are saying, oh, Epic knew this and now they do this and they're doing this really sneaky and they're doing, we can't, you're, that's motive. Like you can't just say, okay, they have, they're obviously doing this for this reason and this is what happened. You have uh, the PUBG people coming out and saying, that's fucked up. We sat across the table from them. You know, we told them certain things, but you have no idea what they've been doing with their own projects for, you know, they've been a company a lot longer than these guys making PUBG. So at that, at that point, I think the thing that's quote unquote shady about it is the timing of it. They decided to do this. And honestly, if they waited any longer, it would have probably been even more shady. Um, but because it's kind of like, it's almost, it's almost an even playing field at this point. And, 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 and I'm saying even playing field, even though PUBG has 10 million people that bought well, that game. But, well, Fortnite's been, obviously it's been in development for a long time. It's yeah. still technically in development. So at some point, uh, Bluehole had to have gone to Epic and say, hey, we want to license this engine. This is what we want to do, blah, 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 blah. To go back to what Pac-Man was saying is obviously Epic has also been doing their own battle royale for it to be at the state it's at right now. My only counter argument to you, Pac-Man, is the fact that with the with the time that it takes to develop a, a mode like Battle Royale, they had to have started it long before they ever saw what PUBG was going to have the success they did. So, for, for Epic to do it back then, they had to have seen something. And yes, it's very similar to Fortnite, and you could say they had inside information, but obviously when they started it, they weren't seeing the success that PUBG was having. Well... Well, to be to be fair, I mean PUBG's was you know you know after its first month it was skyrocketing, right? So you you think the battle royale version of of Fortnite is is probably you know seven to a, seven months to a year ago, and uh and that's and that's giving them a lot of credit. I think they put it together a lot quicker than that. Um, but 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 you're right. We don't. The thing is is as outsiders we don't know the timeline, right? And so, 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 so you're right. But I mean, the thing, I mean, there's a lot of things we could go back and forth, but I think, I think for me, the thing that bugs me the most is just the, just the idea of Epic sitting across the table from PUBG, knowing that they were going to do something and not letting PUBG know until it went public. That's just, I mean, that, 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 that's the, that's, I mean, that's the kind of thing that would end a friendship if it was between friends, right? 
Um, I don't think they have legally. I don't think they have a leg to stand on. I think they they didn't do anything illegal and whatsoever. No, unless, no, unless they took like intellectual properties, which they which they haven't. I don't. Th- I don't think they did. I don't, I don't think it's a legal thing. I think it's just a a best a best business practices thing. And I think and it's also it, the thing about it is is how are the fans going to react, right? And and if we know anything is if there's any controversy, the fans are going to get angry. Well, you know, I mean, you know who's going to play this game? PlayStation gamers. That's who's going to play the Battle Royale mode because they don't get PUBG and there's well, no news about it. Yeah, we're going to get it PUBG. eventually. Yeah, we're going to well, get it eventually. I mean, they, they didn't say that. So, Well, I mean... They, they I mean, can't say that. They right. also didn't say we're going to get Rise of the Tomb Raider right, but until I, I'm not gonna a year wait. later. I'm but, not going to wait the, for PUBG. I'm gonna, I'd rather play Battle Royale because it's on the system that I play. So And it's free. That's where they got ahead of the game. That's where they... Yeah. You can yeah. say that they did something shady, whereas they said, okay... This is a market. You made your deal with Microsoft. Well, here we go. We're going to put this on well, PlayStation that, that might, and take the mind. That, you know. that might be part of Epic's plan is they're like, hey, we can get to one of the major platforms before the PUBG guys and, and there's money there. So you're right. That's a that's a really good selling point for them having Fortnite be available on PlayStation before PUBG. But PUBG is coming to PlayStation. I and mean, there's that interview with the PUBG dude where they're like, hey, is he coming to PlayStation? And he wouldn't confirm because they just announced that it was coming right. to Xbox One. But then he he takes a, a, like a five second pause and does the wink directly into the camera. So you know, you know it's just the time exclusive on Xbox. But Fortnite will beat them to the punch on PlayStation. And that's worth it because... And know, being put, free. Put, yeah, and and being free and PlayStation is is currently the biggest platform market right now, um, you know by right, so, by big by big swath. So Pac Man, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm not going to give you any context other than I have a bet on this uh, question. Uh, <laughs> okay, but just just in general, because and this will be the last thing before we actually do the housekeeping. Do you see PUBG going free to play? Oh, um, not in the foreseeable future. In in maybe a year from now or something. I God, I don't know. I'd say it's fifty fifty. I mean, I just don't see. I don't see them having a reason to go free to play when their when their success as a paid setup is so successful. Like, there's no reason to go. Like, no one goes free to play when they're selling like gangbusters. It just doesn't happen. All right, and and just for the the person that I made the bet against. Just to clarify, I didn't set you up. I didn't prod you up to this. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I just asked you this question directly. You had no prior knowledge. I was going to ask you this, correct? No, no, I had no idea. Okay. All right. Let's close out the show with some housekeeping. Let's now, clean this shit up. Proofgamer.com is looking for staff members, looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news reports, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the Help Wide tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. You can also catch random streams on our Twitch page at twitch.tv backslash provinggamer. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number. Steven? 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. You can also send us an email at trophyors at provinggamer.com. You can contact us on Twitter. You can contact the site at Proving Gamer. You can contact the show at Trophy Wars. You can contact me at Tricky Mick. Contact Steven at Batchild27. You can contact Alex at Saundersaurus Contact Yield at I Yield to No One. And you can contact Pac-Man at Pac-Man Polar Bear. Yep, yep. Pac-Man Polar Bear on Twitter, Pac-Man Polar Bear on Facebook, Pac-Man Polar Bear on Twitch, 
Um, and, you know, hit up Pac-Man Polar Bear's articles on BigRedBarrel.com and listen to the Big Red Barrel podcast, which is on hiatus because of the hurricane in Texas, but we'll be back. Yeah, I was going to give you a, a, a chance to plug all Big Red Barrel towards the end, but I'm <laughs> sorry. glad you did now. <laughs> no, no, sorry. no, you're perfectly fine. I just, I didn't probably tell you that, so you took the, the opportunity to plug your stuff, and I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, they can also find you on the PSN at Pac-Man Polar Bear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, if you type in Pac-Man Polar Bear online in any service, it's me. There's there's uh, two weird porn accounts, and I think one person is posting on uh, on Infowars as me as a gag, but ne- neither of those are me. <laughs> um, but every everywhere else, Pac-Man Polar Bear, all one word, it's me. All right. You can if you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But be sure to go listen to our other podcasts: PG Spoilers, The Smart Marks, Nintendo Dual Screens, and Game Stuff. All of our podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can now find Trophy Horrors and The Smart Marks on iHeartRadio. If you want to get further involved with us, you can get involved in our PlayStation 4 communities. There's one for the site, which is Proven Gamer. There's one for the show called the T-Dubs Brothel. Why, Steven? Oh, because Shuhei Yoshida won't let us say whores. <laughs> and you can also get a hold in Yield's uh, group called the Platinum Guild. That is the end of our housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. First sponsor is Extra Life. Pac-Man, uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but can you tell our listeners about Extra Life? Yeah, so Extra Life is a yearly gaming marathon to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. Um, so, you know, the money, you can pick, you know, the Children's Miracle Network hospital that's closest to you. And all of your money, all the money raised goes directly to supporting kids, get, receiving critical care. So, you know, kids with cancer, kids who have been injured. Um, anything, anything that help helps uh, kids. A Children Miracle Network provides, you know, critical care, support for the families, um, sometimes toys and other giveaways to keep the kids in good spirits. Um, I think this is our eight, the eighth year of eighth year of of Extra Life. So I uh, and we've we've passed the uh, passed the point where the charity has raised thirty million dollars um, for for the kids. Um, and it supports Canada and the U.S. right now. So you can you can go to the Extra Life site, sign up. You can you can be uh, you can raise money for yourself, or you can join a team. Um, there's you can win uh, prizes if you raise. I think if you raise two hundred dollars, you get an, uh, a a yearly exclusive Extra Life T-shirt. There's also uh, I think if you raise five hundred dollars, there's a silver and gold um, uh, medal that you can you can receive. Um, people have even gotten the extra life tattoo on their arm for people who've been supporting it for a long time. It's a, it's a charity that's really close to, to my heart. I know it's, it's close to trickies and a whole bunch of other people from back in the, the, the sarcastic gamer days, which is, um, the website where, uh, extra life was actually, uh, born out of, uh, by, by Jeremy duck. Um, it's, it's a really, it's a really good charity and it's n- November. God, I can't remember. Fourth. November 4th this year. Um, so it's 24 hours. You can play whatever you want. People stream, people podcast. You don't actually have to play for the full 24 hours, but that's the day. And then two weeks later, there's a makeup day if you can't make that day to do your fundraising. All right. And also, uh, as Steven says on dual screens, I'm actually a member of the Extra Life stream team. So you can catch me streaming uh, along with various other uh, fantastic streamers at twitch.tv backslash Extra Life for the number four kids. 
throughout the day. They're actually doing right now, currently, tabletop appreciation. So everybody is playing tabletop games and raising money. Uh, and our last sponsor is Amazon. If you are uh, shopping on Amazon, if you could and would, each and every time you do your shopping on Amazon, stop by Proven Gamer first, click on any Amazon link, and continue with your normal shopping. It doesn't cost you anything extra and does help out the site tremendously. And if you are an Amazon Prime member and you want to follow uh, us on Twitch, there's a good thing because you can actually combine your two accounts, Twitch and Amazon and become Twitch Prime, in which you can subscribe to your favorite pot, uh, Twitch streamer for free. Uh, unfortunately, you do have to go every month to do it, but it helps out. And for every time you do that for your favorite streamer, you give your favorite streamer a 250. So with that being said, let's close out the show with some shout outs. Steven, go first. Yes. Shout out to my entire family who is keeping my son and, and daughter right now next door at my parents' house, which I am going to rush off as soon as I'm done with my shout outs because I got to go get my son and put him to bed. So uh, thank you, Pac-Man Polar Bear, for joining us this week. It's been a pleasure uh, talking some games with you. Hope to do it again soon. Uh, Tricky, thank you again for having me as uh, host. Uh, thank you to all the listeners for giving us your ears every week. It's really appreciated. Thank you, Extra Life, for um, doing what you do for all these children. Because, I mean, I don't know what I would do if my children ever were ill. And uh, just thinking about it gives me the heebie-jeebies. So I, I can't wait to be a part of the team. So that's it for me. All right. Go, Steven. All right. All right. Pac-Man, your shout-outs? Um. I mean, first of all, want want to thank you guys for having me on the show. It, it's it's been a, it's been a little bit more than a hundred episodes since the last time I was on the show. It was like it was like getting back in the saddle. I was like riding a bike. <laughs> you know, I I I've forgotten how much I, I I miss being on the Trophy Horse podcast. Um, and so I you know I'd like to give a shout out to I mean obviously you know the Extra Life crew. Um, I know I know uh, myself and a lot of other people. We we. Uh, do st- charity streams and stuff like that to raise money for extra life during the year and this year is going to be a, a really big day i'm really looking forward to that shout out to the guys at the uh the stackup.org uh military gaming charity um they do a lot of great work they uh raise money to send care packages to guys who are uh, military guys serving overseas who are deployed and just need something to take their mind off of it they also send care packages to uh, service members and vet- veterans who are in the hospital recovering, and they also take uh, wounded veterans and people uh, people recovering, and they send them to things like uh, to like PACs and E3 and everything else. They're really good guys. Uh, shout out to uh, the Wounded Warriors charity as well, um, and shout out to my little brother who's currently touring around in Japan right now, looking like he's having a blast, making me super jealous. All right, and I want to give a shout out to all the listeners. Give a shout out to Sweet Mama D, who is currently sitting on my lap waiting for me to get done so I can go tuck her into bed. Shout out to the goddess who is in the kitchen cooking me dinner right now because I do all this craziness on Sunday, my only day off of the week. Uh, Shout out to Pac-Man. Thank you very much for coming on. You are more than welcome anytime you want to come on. Don't feel like you have to even ask to show up and, you know, we'll get you in. We'll fit you in somehow. Fantastic. Like, I mean, like, like I said, Sundays for me right now are are pretty are pretty good days, and there's no other podcast, and I don't write for any, I don't do any other work on Sundays. So, man, I'd love to be back on the show. It's a good time. All right, and sweet mama D is giving you the 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 moose knuckles right now. I don't know if you can see it. All <laughs> right. So, if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Stay frosty, everybody. Savior, last word.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.